and thank you for tuning in to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM, coming to you right across Australia from Hobart, Tasmania, and that is on FM 87.6, 87.8 and 88.8.0. Um, today we have joining us once again, Rako Chilich. How are you, Rako? Welcome. Hi, Tabitha. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah, it's good to have uh, Tabitha and Raiko joining us in the studio. Well, Tabitha's in the studio. Uh, you're up in Bernie, Raiko, today. Yep, I am. Yeah. So uh, Tabitha is going to be uh, helping today again as she uh, gets ready to actually do this uh, hosting on her own, hopefully in the not-too-distant future. <laughs> so thanks for joining us <laughs> again today, you. Tabitha. Yeah, Thank so Raiko, how's your week been uh, so far? Yeah, it's been pretty good. I was on King Island on the weekend and, uh, yeah, just doing some admin stuff here. And we're also preparing for a program in about a month's time called Prophetica, which will be held in Ulverston and also in different parts of the state as well, in Launceston and Hobart too. Cool. Now, Raiko, you shared with us earlier that um, you were born in Australia, in, in Sydney, I believe, or grew up in Sydney. Yeah. Uh, but your family, your parents were not uh, born in Australia. They come from another country. Do you want to tell us a little bit about where they came from? Yeah, well, I'll just make this point as well. We're going to be talking about the genealogy of Jesus Christ today. And, uh, yeah, my parents come from what is known as the former Yugoslavia. Uh, to, to, and uh, Yugoslavia used to be um, made up of many states. And now those states, about six or seven of them, they're all separate countries. Uh, Slovenia, Croatia, Bosnia and Herzegovina, uh, Macedonia, Serbia. Uh, and, and my parents come from that part which is called Serbia and, and there were certain things that were unpleasant that happened in the 90s, 1990s there was war and civil war but yeah, um, my parents came to Australia about oh, I think about 40 years ago, 45 years ago and uh, around 1989 we decided to go back to Yugoslavia and we were there for 18 months and uh, then we decided to come back to Australia. And about three months later, the war began. And that's where you get Serbia, Croatia, all these um, uh, states that were in uh, in one country. Now they've become separate countries. Mm. And, you know, I do praise God that God uh, did help us during that time. But, yeah, it wasn't very pretty. It's not it's not nice history. They usually say there's no winners in war. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's the background. And I, and I usually tell people, I remember watching a documentary one time on... Uh, the History Channel about the Roman Empire, and I said to myself, "Huh, no wonder I'm a bit aggressive sometimes and challenging because I've got Roman blood in me." <laughs> <laughs> and, and I've always said that to my wife, and she she always bring, brings that up. That's used as ammunition against me. Ah, oh, Raiko, you're like that because you've got Roman blood in you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we we do inherit some characteristics from our parents, but we also uh, have our own uh, choices and own free will, don't we, Raiko? <laughs> yeah. Look, uh, as far as I know, we've my family line and tree um, it's not necessarily Roman <laughs> well, probably it is uh, it, it is uh, but I've been told that my background is also a bit of Turkish in me as well oh, interesting. Uh, yeah what, what about you Jason and Tabitha I'm ah uh, I think I've got all sorts of mix from uh, from the UK and uh, a bit of Dutch and German and all sorts so I'm I'm, I'm from everywhere Okay, what about you, <laughs> uh, Okay, so I'm from Kenya, um, and in Kenya we have 42 dialects. Uh, 
Mm. And um, so I'm from the Gusi community. Uh, we have Bantu speakers. We have Nilots. We have, uh, um, yeah, and we have another group. Um, I mean, the Nilots are divided into different groups. We have the Highland Nilots and we have the River Lake Nilots. Um, so out of the 42 dialects, we still have um, two national languages. We speak English and Swahili, but we do not speak fluent English, nor do we speak fluent Swahili. We yeah. tend to mix. <laughs> Interesting. Two. And uh, usually when I'm having a conversation with uh, my Kenyan friends, um, you can actually have an idea of what you're talking about because we mix a bit of There's English, a bit of English in there yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think mm. that happens often, doesn't it, in, in uh, different uh, places where English has become a part of the culture. Yeah, I, I think it's important to say my, my favorite Bible verse is Philippians 3 verse 20. And this really became uh, my favorite during my time as a missionary in Asia for six years, four years in South Korea and two years in Taiwan. And it says, for our citizenship is in heaven, mm. uh, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and not only that, so we've got, you know, you mentioned Dutch, uh, Kenya, uh, Serbian. It doesn't matter where we are from. When we accept Christ, the cool thing is we become adopted into the family of God. Yeah, and, and, and that's going to be somewhere a point we're going to hopefully mention as we as we go through this episode. Okay, and just to remind our listeners, um, you can text in um on o four double eight double eight zero eight nine one with any questions, comments, or any feedback. We appreciate having an interaction from our listeners, and um, we're going to give uh today's offer code uh, later on in the program, so stay tuned for that. So, Raiko, uh, do you want to just quickly recap before we get into today's study, where we've come from? Yes, um, last time we talked about what is the greatest commandment, because Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment in the law? And uh, he was asked by a lawyer, a Pharisee, and according to the Jewish way of thinking, they counted all the laws in the first five books of the Old Testament, or known as the um, Torah, or the books of Moses, the, the law books, and they came up with a figure of 613. And that boils down to 10 laws, which are the, the Ten Commandments, which then boils down to love God and love your neighbor. And we, we reflected on this last time, and especially talking about what does it mean, you know, who is my neighbor, and my neighbor is anyone that needs my help. So love God, love your neighbor. We talked about love God upward, inward, outward. That's what we talked about last time, and today we're talking about uh, Jesus' identity, and he is the God-man. We're going to be looking at... Uh, Matthew 22, verses 41 to 46. This is also found in Mark 12 and, and Luke chapter 20. So I think we need to pray before we begin. Okay. And, and let's have a short prayer. Dear Father in heaven, Lord, uh, today we're looking at uh, Jesus, your genealogy, and where you came from. And uh, Lord, it can be a bit of a technical study. And I pray that uh, you can help us to understand this. I pray that it can be conveyed in a very simple and also meaningful manner too. Bless us now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Let's open our Bibles to Matthew chapter 22. And Tabitha, can yes. you please read verses 41 to 46? We'll read the whole thing and then okay. we'll zoom in. All right. I can read that. Um So verse 41, um, while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, saying, What do you think about the Christ, um, whose son is he? They said to him, The son of David. 
um, he said to them, How then does David in the Spirit call him Lord, saying, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make my enemies your footstool. If David then calls him Lord, how is he his son? And no one was able to answer him a word, nor from that day or on did anyone dare ask um, dare question him anymore. Thanks for reading that. So we go back to verse 41, and it mentions how the Pharisees gathered together, and Jesus asked them a question. Now, I need to correct, I, th- I think I made a mistake in our previous episode where I've mentioned, well, Jesus is going to be asked four questions. The truth is he was asked three questions. He was asked uh, a question by the Pharisees and then by the Sadducees and then by the Pharisees again. And now there's going to be a fourth question here, and Jesus is going to be asking the question. Mm, okay. <laughs> and, and he's overturning the tables, by the way. Mm. And we're going to see that he's asking here a question in relation to uh, identity. And it's a personal question too. And in verse 42, it says, saying, What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? And they respond by saying, The son of David. So how many questions did Jesus ask there in verse 42? Um, There's at least two. two. There's two questions, right? So what do you think about the Christ? And whose son is he? Mm. Now, let me ask you a question. What does the word Christ even mean? My understanding is it means the Messiah. Okay. Now, what does the, the word Messiah one. mean? The anointed okay, one. the anointed one. Yeah. Okay. So, so Messiah, it's coming from the Hebrew word Messiah, which means anointed or chosen one, um, because the Old Testament was written in Hebrew as well as 2% Aramaic. But the New Testament was written in Greek, and we get our Greek word Christos, which is Christ, which means anointed one, a chosen one. So Messiah and Christ, they are interchangeable and they are synonymous. This is a very important question. What do you think about the Christ? Actually, it's a question about identity. Mm. It, it, is, it is the most important question. Uh, sometimes we think the most important question is, who is my wife, who is my spouse, who is my husband? But no, this is the most important question because if we know the answer to this question about the Christ, it is the difference between life and death. Mm. It is the difference between light and darkness and between forgiveness and remaining in our sins. And let me ask you a question. Uh, why do you think Jesus asked this question to these Pharisees? Um. I think he was asking to challenge their thinking because ultimately, you know, they were thinking that Jesus or that the Messiah was going to be born in the line of David, and being in the line of David, he would have been a man. I guess perhaps he was challenging their understanding of that. I don't know. Um, and could it be because the Pharisees kept asking Jesus questions to test him? And Jesus was wondering, do they know who I am? Or <laughs> I don't know. Could it be because of that? I, I both I agree with both of you. Um, the text doesn't really tell us here, but uh, one person said, you know, to intended to reveal the heart and attitude of the Pharisees. And, and I just want to read this one point before we um, go to our break. When you read Mark's account. It says this in Mark 12, verse 35, talking about the same story here. Then Jesus answered and said to these Pharisees while he taught in the temple. This is taking place uh, on the Tuesday, a few days before he's going to be crucified on the cross. He said, how is it that the scribes, who were the Pharisees, say that Christ is the son of David? Now, 
that's kind of strange. Jesus is the son of David. Uh, for those who really don't know their Bible, someone might be saying, what does that even mean? H- how do you explain the word son here? Uh, in you know, in the line of you know, like the in the um, what do you call it, the the lineage, lineage. the family yeah. lineage. Totally, because son can mean like, oh, there's a father that has a son. Um, uh, his wife gave birth to a son, um, but also in the Hebrew way of thinking, it is the lineage. Mm. Uh, and so, oh, here it's talking about that Christ or the Messiah would come from the Davidic line and, and he would come from that genealogy of David. And we're going to have to explore this more after our break. Well, let's go to our first song. It's called King of Kings by Caleb and Kelsey. In the darkness we were waiting without hope, without light. Till from heaven you came running There was mercy in your eyes To fulfill the law and prophets To a virgin came the word From a throne of endless glory To a cradle in the dirt Praise the Despise the cross For even in your suffering You saw to the other side Knowing this was our salvation Jesus for our sake you died
things Welcome back to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM You're listening to our program today with Raiko Chelich and we're talking about who Jesus was Was he the son of David or was he someone else? So we're going to continue this topic now, uh, Raiko Where are we going next with this one? Well, we saw that Jesus asked two questions. What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? And the Pharisees responded by saying, He is the son of David. The Messiah to come is from the lineage. He's from the Davidic line. And they were spot on uh, with their answer. They were correcting what they said. And I'm sure that the Pharisees knew that there was this promise that was given in Second Samuel chapter 7. So let's go to Second Samuel chapter 7 and just read a few Bible verses uh, closer and just uh, make a few comments on that. So Second Samuel chapter 7, and Jason, can you please read verse 12? Sure, yeah. Oh, let me just give the background here. Okay. David is king. And there is a prophet by the name of Nathan, and Nathan the prophet, he he shares this with King David, and it's a message from God. So that's the background. Okay. It says, When your days are fulfilled and you rest with your fathers, I will set up your seed after you, who will come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. So here it says, when your days are fulfilled, what does that mean? I guess once you've passed on. Yes, and it says you rest with your fathers. What does yeah. that mean? You're resting with your fathers means? You're sleeping in the grave. You're in the grave, you're dead, you've passed away. And fathers here means your ancestors, really. Yeah. Yeah. And it says that there will be a seed that will come after you. Mm. So there's going to be offspring that's going to come after you. So let's read verse, and by the way, it says, I will establish his kingdom. So if you are going to have a kingdom, you must therefore be what? A king. A king. Very Mm. simple, right? Mm. (laughs) And when the Jews read this passage of scripture, they were reading this in the light of, oh, this is talking about a Messiah that's going to come. And read verse uh, the next Bible verse, verse 13. Verse 13, yeah, it says, He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Wow. How long will his kingdom be? Forever. <laughs> Let me ask a question. Is there any human kingdom that is forever? Uh, I think people want that. I think uh, Nebuchadnezzar, we've been uh, um, studying in some of the other days of the week where uh, with Gary and... Um, and also Peter Watts, Gary Webster and Peter Watts. But I think Nebuchadnezzar wanted his kingdom to reign forever, but uh, it didn't happen. Yeah, you can find archaeological evidence. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually happy you brought King Nebuchadnezzar because this is actually my notes and we've never talked about this. No. <laughs> so, you know, th- this, is, this, is, this gets me excited because I, I, I see this is, you know, the God, God spirit is working. Mm. And, and uh, in Daniel chapter 2, remember King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. And mm. what was this dream all about? Jason or Tabitha, do you remember? Um, is it the one with the kingdoms? Um, four kingdoms, is it, or five? Yeah. It is four the, kingdoms, right? Mm. Uh, there was this image, and it had different metal parts, and these different metal parts represented different kingdoms. Do you remember the first kingdom? Of gold. Um, that was Babylon. Yes. It was yeah. Babylon? Babylon. Yeah. 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 And then I'm not going to... Medo-Persia, and then... 
And then uh, it was Greece, wasn't it? Greece. Yep. <laughs> okay. And then after that, uh, Rome. Uh, and Rome. Uh, I think afterwards you're not going to be happy with me because I'm testing your historical knowledge. You know, I've been very I've, nice to all I've, of you guys. I've, I've got an advantage because I've been studying all this with Peter and uh, and Gary. And so Gary, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to be really mean to you now, um, Jason, since this is really fresh in your head. The Roman Empire lasted from what date period to what date period? Uh, it was, oh, good question. Uh, <laughs> was it about 450 BC to around 350 AD or something? I don't know. Okay, You'll it's from 168 me. BC to okay. 476 AD. Okay, I've okay. taught these things for a very long yeah. time. Um, <laughs> I'm being a bit mean, but you know, we're getting sidetracked by the yes, way here. <laughs> and then you have the feet of iron and clay, and you still have the Roman element going into the feet. But this is my point. There's going to be this rock that is cut out without human hands. Mm. And, and the rock, we know that the rock, according to the Bible, it represents God. Mm. Um, 1 Corinthians 10.4, that rock is Christ. Uh, Psalms 95 talks about uh, God. He's the rock of our salvation. Deuteron- Deuteronomy 32, God is our rock. Uh, a number of times in the New Testament talks about Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. So, here is this rock. It represents God is coming. He's going to destroy all the kingdoms of this um, uh, world uh, in the future. And then there's a mountain that is f- fills the earth, Daniel 2 tells us. And that represents God's kingdom, and it is forever. Yes. So, so this, this, this verse is, is connected to all of those uh, prophecies in Daniel. Yeah, you well. can connect yeah. it because yeah. only God's kingdom is going to be forever, not some human kingdom. So you're already seeing that the Messiah to come, not only is he human or coming from the lineage of David, but there's got to be something divine that is connected. Mm. And uh, in verse 16, uh, it says there, at the end, your throne shall be established forever. Mm. Okay, so his kingdom is forever. Uh, There is another uh, Bible verse in the Old Testament. It's in Micah chapter 5, verse 2. It's a messianic psalm, and it says how there's going to be a ruler that's going to come out of Bethlehem. And when the Jews read this text, they they would say, ah, the Messiah is going to be coming out of the city of David. He's going to be coming out of Bethlehem. But in Micah 5, verse 2, it also mentions about this ruler in Israel whose goings forth are from of old, from everlasting. Mm. Now, that's important. It, that's saying that this ruler has always existed. He's been from everlasting. Yeah. Now, no human being has ever been... From eternity, everlasting. Mm. So this is only uh, something that is divine, something that is God. Uh, Another point that I want to mention is today there's actually people who claim to be the Messiah. Mm. And yet, when you try and trace their lineage back to David, uh, it's non-existent. So you can say in that case, well, that guy's a false Messiah. We can't trace his lineage. Therefore, they've got to be rejected. I actually saw a a clip of um, a guy being arrested um, just, I think, in the last week or so in I think it was in the US where he was claiming to be uh, the Messiah or claiming to be Jesus, claiming to mm. be God. So, yeah, mm. and they arrested him. They took him away because they, I guess, they assume he was not of sane mind. 
Uh, there's more that we can say that um, say about that, especially when we look at Matthew 24, where mm. one of the signs is false Christ or false messiahs. Mm. So it is inadequate and incomplete to say the Messiah is just a descendant of David, but also must say that he is divine or he is God. Mm. But see, the Jews didn't see all of these things. And when you read the book of Matthew, and I don't have time to read all of this, but you see that there are a number of examples where Jesus healed someone and they call him the son of David, or before he heals them like the uh, Canaanite woman, or she's also known as a Syrophoenician woman in Matthew 15, she, she's, her daughter is severely demon-possessed, and she says, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. Um, you have blind men who are, who are blind, and they say, they call Jesus uh, the son of David. And we're talking about events that are taking place here in Matthew 22 on Tuesday, but already on Sunday, a few days earlier, Jesus is having his triumphal entry. He's on the Mount of Olives, and people are, uh, there's a multitude crying out, Hosanna to the son of David. My point is this, they're calling Jesus the son of David, or he's coming from the lineage of David, but not necessarily saying that he is the Christ. Mm. Or he is the Messiah. Um, even the previous day, on Monday, Jesus is in the temple, and there's children in the temple, temple, and they are crying out and echoing in the temple, Hosanna to the Son of David. Mm. In the Bible, yes, no, you um, go. Jason? You go. Oh, okay, I thought you wanted to say something or ask something. Uh, <laughs> I've got something about the next verse that we haven't read yet, but I'm not sure we'll get to it before our break. <laughs> okay, what is it? I, I just the next the start of the next verse says, "I will be his father, and he shall be my son." Um, seems to uh, sort of answer this question uh, that Jesus asked of the uh, of the Pharisees there. Yeah, you look, you, you're totally right. This is Second Samuel 7.14. I accidentally yeah. skipped that, so I'm yeah. really happy you brought that back in because this is just connecting more with God the Father, God the mm. Son, right? Yeah. Yeah, thanks for bringing and, that. And the fact is that this is, this is in the book of Samuel, which they would have had all those scriptures. So, um, yeah, interesting how this, this information was there uh, way before their time. Mm. I guess uh, they just didn't understand it perhaps. That's right. And you know, sometimes we are, we can read something in the Bible and we miss it mm. because we're not putting on those lenses. Mm. Um, for example, when you study the Bible, you see the theme of the sanctuary all throughout the Bible. The sanctuary is really the, um, it teaches us the plan of salvation. Your way, O Lord, is in the sanctuary. And you start seeing it in the Genesis when you put those sanctuary lenses on. Well, today we're putting our genealogy lenses on. Yeah, uh, that, That's what we're doing. Do we have time to continue or do we need to take we, a break? We better go to a break. And uh, this next song, uh, just before we go to our next song, I'm going to ask our questioners, our listeners a question. Um, who was Jesus? Now, we're talking about the lineage of Jesus. Who was Jesus? Was he a man who just descended from the line of David? Was he a prophet? Was he the son of God? Was he a good person? Uh, please text us in your answer to that, 0488880891. Who was Jesus? Who do you think Jesus was? Uh, we're going to have a listen to this song now, uh, Who He Is by Scott Reed.
Welcome back to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM. You're listening to um, Rako Chilet. And uh, we've been talking about who Jesus was. And uh, we've read a couple of verses. And um, Rako, um, what should we, where should we go on from here? In the Bible, there are two chapters uh, in the New Testament that talks about the genealogy of Jesus. 
One is in Matthew 1 and Luke 3. And there's a few differences. There's two differences. Um, one of the differences is, which I'll point out right now, is that in Matthew 1, the genealogy goes forward. So it begins from Abraham and then it goes forward. Whereas with Luke 3, it goes backwards. So it begins with Jesus and then goes backwards. And it doesn't just go all the way back to Abraham um, in the case of Matthew 1, but he goes all the way back to Adam. Uh, being the son of God. So, Tabitha, I know you've got Matthew 1 in, open in front of you. Yes, And I have. can you read Matthew 1, verse 1? Okay, I'm going to read Matthew 1, verse 1, and it says, The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Um, Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Jacob, Jacob begot Judah and his brothers, Thank you for that. I'm not going to get you to read everything. Okay. Um, but we already see that Matthew is recording here that Jesus is the Christ, right? Yeah. He is the Messiah. He is the chosen one. And we already get the indication he's coming from the lineage of David. He's coming from the lineage of Abraham. Now, we know Abraham comes before King David. And when you go to verse 6, just read verse 6 because we are talking about the seed of David, the lineage of David. So, Matthew 1, verse 6, what does it say? Okay, it says, um, And Jesse begot David the king. David the king begot Solomon by her by her who who had been the wife of Uriah. We know that the wife of Uriah was Bathsheba, right? Yeah. And there's there's a whole other story in that. But here it says David the king and who was his son that he begot? Solomon. Solomon. So keep that in mind. And then we drop down to verse sixteen. And can you read verse sixteen? Yes. Um and Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. So this is the genealogy. Uh, Joseph, uh, his father was Jacob. And uh, we see as we continue even in verse 17, it talks about uh, from Abraham to David, there were 14 generations. And from David to the captivity in Babylon, there was 14 generations. And then from the captivity to Jesus Christ, there were 14 generations. So a total of 42 generations. But I want you to also read Matthew 1 and verse 20. This is after Mary had conceived uh, uh, of the Holy Spirit with child. So please read Matthew 1 verse 20. All right, it reads, um, But while he thought about, th- about th- these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. The reason we read this Bible verse is, here is an angel, this is something that's supernatural, and he refers to Joseph as the son of what? David. Son of David. And so... You have Jesus, he's the son of Joseph, and so this would make Christ also the son of David. He would come from the lineage of David. Now, we're going to go to Luke 3, and I know you have this opened uh, already, Jason. So read Luke chapter 3, verse 23. Now, Jesus himself began his ministry at about 30 years of age, being, as it was supposed, the son of Joseph, the son of Heli. Okay. Now, some people might read this and they go, there's a bit of a discrepancy here. Mm. Because in Matthew's account, you read how Joseph, his father's name is Jacob. But here, it seems like his father's name is Heli or Heli. I don't know how to pronounce it correctly. uh, Yeah, I just said Heli. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I I have no idea. Okay, Heli, Heli. Okay, and uh, please read also, what other Bible verse do I have here? It is uh, verse... 
verse verse 31. Please read to verse 31. Okay, and this is continuing on down the genealogy, and it says the yep. son of Melia, the son of Menon, the son of Oh, that's a hard one. Metatha, the son of Nathan, the son of David. And, and we see in ver- the verse 32 that David is the son of Jesse. Yep. Now, it's interesting. In Matthew's account, we read how uh, David had a son by the name of Solomon. But here it mentions Nathan. And Nathan was also his son yeah. uh, from Bathsheba. But it was... There's a difference. See, in Matthew chapter 1, it's all about the genealogy of the ruling line of the royal family when it comes to David. But in Luke chapter 3, it's the non-ruling branch of the royal line. So that's the difference there. They're both both valid. They're just different lines. Yes, but that still doesn't explain why it mentions Joseph is the son of Heli, and I'll have to do that. Mm. And then uh, as we come towards the end of the genealogy in Luke chapter 3, it talks about there in verse 38, the son of Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, and then it says the son of God. (laughs) There you go. Now, God didn't give birth to Adam. God created Adam, right? Mm. Yeah. But Adam is called the son. Why? The son of God, because I guess, you know, he was created in the image of God. He's created in the image. And remember, when you accept God, you become adopted, right, into the family of God. And there are Bible verses to back that up in the New Testament. So how do we explain this, that uh, Joseph is the son of Heli? Well, there's two ways that you can become... A, a son. Um, one is by blood descent, or the other one is by adoption. Mm-hmm. And do you remember, well, it was about two weeks ago when we talked about the Sadducees and the resurrection, where if a woman got married to a man and she and her husband died and she's a widow and she has no sons, uh, she's to get married to the next brother? Yes. It's to perpetuate the brother's name. And so you can become adopted by the Leverite marriage. And let's, uh, and and so this, it's believed that Heli, he is actually, um, he is Mary's uh, father. Let, Let me put it this way I have my parents, but I'm also married to my wife. It's been now 16 years. I think it's 16 years or 17 years in November. I need to double check on that. <laughs> but uh, I call my non-biological, um, or I should say my parents-in-law, they're non-biological, I call them mother and father. Mm-hmm. And you know what they call me? Son. Son. <laughs> and am I their literal biological son? No, but I am adopted into their family. Mm. And, and so... Uh, th- the, the, all of this makes perfect sense. One is the ruling line of the royal family line. The other one is the non-ruling branch of the royal line. We've talked about how the Messiah would come from Bethlehem, according to Micah chapter 5, verse 2. And I still want to talk about this geographical location. Uh, Jason, can you please read for us John chapter 7 and verse 40? I can, and it says, Therefore many from the crowd, when they heard this, saying, said, Truly this is the prophet. They are thinking that Jesus just spoke about the Holy Spirit, and they're saying, He's the prophet. And this is a reference to Deuteronomy 18, verse 15, where Moses spoke about the Messiah to come, and he is the prophet. You know, mm. um, Verse 41, can you read that? It says, Others said, This is the Christ. But some said, Will the Christ come out of Galilee? 
They're a little bit confused now because where would the Christ or the Messiah come from? It says Bethlehem. Bethlehem, right? Mm. Uh, the city of David. But they're like Galilee, and we know Jesus Christ grew up in Nazareth, right? Mm. And uh, verse 42 and 43, can you read that for us? Has not the scripture said that the Christ comes from the seed of David and from the town of Bethlehem, where David was? So there was a division among the people because of him. You know, the problem is they didn't know the backstory. Yeah. They, they weren't able to connect all of the dots together because in Luke's account, and we don't have time to read this, chapter 2, verses 1 to 5, you read how in the time of Caesar Augustus there was a decree um, that everyone in the world should be registered. Mm. And, and you read about how Joseph was in Galilee and he gets up and he goes over to Bethlehem to to have his name registered and he's with his wife um, with Mary and she's pregnant and while they were in Bethlehem she gives birth right to Jesus Christ yeah. and so the Messiah did come out of um, came out of Bethlehem you know the Jewish religious leaders without any doubt they could go to the temple and uh, they, they can look at the birth records and they can clearly say well Jesus he does come from the lineage of David they, they can't argue that point. Um, if you didn't, then they would say, you're disqualified. I mean, if I was a Pharisee or a Sadducee back then, I would look into the dirt of Jesus. Um, let me get some dirt on him. I, that's what I, I meant to say. And so, But there's something else here, that Jesus is not just the son of David. He's also something else. And I, I think we need to take a break, don't we? We do. We're uh, running out of time, so we'll go to our last song. Um, just remember our listener question. Um, who was Jesus? Was he just a man, a prophet, son of God, a good person? Who do you believe he was? And uh, we're just going to uh, give you more information about our offer today, the uh, Desire of Ages. Yes, and um, keep texting us your answers and your, any questions that you may have. You may have on 048-880-891. And for this next song, um, it's called Because He Lives by Anna Wetherup. No worries. And after the break, we will give you the code for our book, The Desire of Ages, and uh, we'll give you a bit more of information about that as well. Let's have a listen to Anna Weatherup. God sent his son. They called him Jesus. He came to love, heal and forgive. He Buy my pardon An empty grave is there to prove My Savior lives Because He lives I can face tomorrow Because He lives All fear is gone I know Yes, I know
He lives by Anna Weatherup. Now, before the break, we said we would give you the code for the offer today. And the offer is the book, The Desire of Ages. It's a devotional classic by Ellen White and tells of the life story of the greatest spiritual leader the world has ever known, Jesus Christ. We encourage you to text in 3MJ and the number 1. 3MJ number 1. Text that to 488 to receive a copy of this book, The Desire of Ages. Now, Raiko, we've got just five and a half minutes or so to finish up, and uh, we've got a bit to cover still, so we need to get back into it. In the Old Testament, there are other verses about the Messiah. Uh, For example, he is known as the promised Savior or Deliverer, according to Genesis 3.15. He is the promised prophet, according to Deuteronomy 18, verse 10. He is the promised king, as we read in 2 Samuel 7.12. He will have an everlasting kingdom. We read this in 2 Samuel 7, verse 13. Uh, 
he'll bless all the nations. Uh, this is found in Genesis 22, verse 18, through Abraham's seed. Uh, he is also uh, a son or a descendant of Abraham, according to Genesis chapter 22, verse 18. And he's also the descendant of David, as we read in Second Samuel chapter 7, verse 12. So these are some characteristics about the Messiah to come. And sometimes maybe the Jews, uh, I believe, uh, they didn't see all of these things. They might have overlooked some of these things. And uh, let's read Matthew 22. And verse 43 Tabitha can you please read that for us Yes I can um, And it reads He said to them How then does David in the, spir- in the spirit call him Lord Saying the Lord said to my Lord Sit at my right hand Till I make your enemies your footstool There is so much in this passage of scripture And I wish we could expand on it But here it says Jesus is asking another, another question He says how is David in the spirit And in Mark's account, it mentions he's in the Holy Spirit. And this is good evidence that the Holy Spirit did exist in the Old Testament. He said, how does David in the Spirit call him, that's the Messiah, the Christ, Lord? And this is really interesting. Um, Jason, do you have any, um, do you have any sons, any kids? I have two sons and a daughter. Um, Have you ever gone up to your son and you've called him Lord or Master? Um, no, I have not. <laughs> that would be very weird and strange, wouldn't it? Mm. And it's it's strange and weird in any culture, even when it comes to the Hebrew culture. That that never happens. Mm. Um, you would never call someone that's uh, one of your children or you know a descendant that comes after you. You would not expect them to call you Lord. Mm. Uh, sorry, no, no, no. You would expect them to call you Lord, not the other way around. Yes. Uh, and uh, here. He's talking about the Messiah who is going to come in the future, and he's calling him Lord. Um, he's the, he is the uh, Lord, the Master. And uh, this is really interesting. And then Tabitha did read um, also verse 44 here. And verse, f- sorry, yes, verse 44 is really quoting Psalms 110 and verse 1. And uh, it says here, the Lord said to my Lord. And when you look at the Hebrew in Psalms 110 verse 1, the Lord there is all capitalized, which means Jehovah or Yahweh, which means self-existent, pre-existent, eternal one. And he says to my Lord, to David's Lord, to David's master owner. It's a different uh, Hebrew word, Adonai, which means master owner. Sit at my right hand. Till I make your enemies your footstool. The right hand represents also um, authority, power, dominion. Till I make your enemies your footstool. And when you study the scripture, the enemy here is referring to the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 25 and 26. And if the enemy is under, uh, or how does it say here, until I make your enemies your footstool. Uh, The footstool is where you put your feet on top of. And so, in other words, you have power, you have victory over your enemy. And, as I mentioned, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. I guess the big question is, what can we take away? What can we learn from all of this? And there's more that really could be said, and that is, when it came to the Jews, they accepted Jesus Christ coming from the lineage of David. Um, but they did not accept him as being the Son of God. They didn't accept him of being God. And they probably overlooked a few Bible 
passages in the Old Testament where it does talk about the Messiah to come. For example, in, in Isaiah 7 verse 14, it says, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name what? Jesus. Oh, Emmanuel. 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 And what does Emmanuel mean? God with us. God with us. And in Isaiah 9 and verse 6 and 7, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor. And it says, Mighty God, right? So there are passages in the Old Testament where it talks about the Messiah that is to come is not just human, but there's something divine. Mm. And he is God. And I guess the question today is, who is the Christ? You know, some people say he's just a good man. Uh, I know that the Muslims, they say he's just a prophet. Uh, the Mormons say he is the spirit brother of Lucifer. Uh, the Hindus say, oh, he was some great guru. Uh, the Jewish writers in the first century wrote about Jesus and said he's a magician. Uh, there are people out there who acknowledge he's a historical person. He was a person in history. And sometimes we see all the evidence before us about Jesus, about that he's the Messiah, that he's the Christ, but then we reject it. We harden our hearts. And so, you know, what do you think about the Christ? A person might say, well, he's the son of David, but that's incomplete. That's true, but it's incomplete. Uh, for me, Jesus is not just coming from the lineage of David, but he is the Messiah. He is God. He is man and God. And that is this dual nature combined into one. And that's a mystery. Uh, for me, Jesus, he's the Lord, the light that directs, he's the shepherd, he's the master, the author and finisher of our faith, he's the propitiation or the substitute for our sins, he's the mediator, the intercessor, he removes our, our, our sins. And uh, I want Jesus to be Lord of my life, uh, to be the owner of my life, to be my master. And uh, uh, Jesus died on the cross for everyone, and uh, the Bible says in Romans 10 verse 9 that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Raiko, for this uh, really quite interesting study on the genealogy. It's it's a, a topic that is perhaps hard to get interested in, in for some people and very interesting for other people. So mm. I appreciate what uh, you've given us today with this study. What have you got for us next week? Well, next week, um, this is uh, a bit of a technical study, but next week um, we're going to be talking about characteristics of false leaders. Um, so if you like fireworks, maybe it's time to, to, to listen to the episode. <laughs> yeah, and uh, tomorrow we've got Searching for Certainty with Peter Watts. That's his episode or his series, and his title is Signs of the Times. So I'm really looking forward to that. We're going to go out with uh, a song now, "'Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus by Casting Crowns. I think this is uh, really the uh, the crux of our study today. Right, okay. Mm, we look forward great. to talking to you next week. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. God bless you both. sweet to trust in Jesus Just to take him at his word just to rest upon his promise just to know thus saith the lord jesus jesus how i trust him how i proved you more and more jesus jesus
I'm so glad I learned to trust Him. Precious Jesus, Savior, friend, and I know that He is with me. Will be with me to the end. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I prove Him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust Him. Trust Him.